propositions 140 to 159 of the elements of theology by proclus translated by thomas taylor this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by geoffrey edwards proposition 140 all the powers of divine natures having a supernal origin and proceeding through appropriate media extend as far as to the last of things and to places about the earth for neither does anything intercept these powers and exclude them from being present with all things for they are not in want of places and intervals on account of their unrestrained transcendency with respect to all things and a presence everywhere unmingled nor is that which is adapted to participate of them prohibited from participation but as soon as anything is prepared for participation they also are present neither then approaching nor prior to this being absent but always possessing an invariable sameness of subsistence if therefore any terrene nature is adapted to the participation of these divine powers they are present with it and fill all things with themselves and indeed they are in a greater degree present with superior natures but they are present with those of a middle nature according to the order which they possess and with such natures as are last they are present in an ultimate degree from on high therefore they extend themselves as far as to the last of things hence also in last natures there are representations of such as are first and all things sympathize with all secondary indeed pre-existing in first natures but first natures presenting themselves to the view in such as are second for everything subsists in a threefold manner either according to cause or according to hyparxis or according to participation proposition 141 every providence of the gods is twofold one indeed being exempt from the natures for which it provides but the other being co-arranged with them for some divine essences indeed according to hyparxis and the peculiarity of their order are entirely expanded above the illuminated natures but others being of the same order provide for things subordinate that are of the same coordination these also imitating the providential energy of the exempt gods and desiring to fill secondary natures with the good which they are able to impart proposition 142 the gods are present with all things after the same manner but all things are not after the same manner present with the gods but 
everything participates of their presence according to its own order and power and this is accomplished by some things uniformly but by others manifoldly by some things eternally but by others according to time and by some things incorporeally but by others corporeally for it is necessary that the different participation of the same things should become different either from the participant or from that which is participated but everything divine always possesses the same order and is without habitude to and unmingled with all things it remains therefore that the mutation must subsist from the participants and that in these that which is not invariably the same must be found and that at different times they are differently present with the gods hence the gods being present with all things with invariable sameness all things are not after the same manner present with them but other things are present with them as far as they are able and according to the manner in which they are present they enjoy their illuminations for the participation is according to the measure of the presence of the divinities proposition 143 all inferior natures fail before the presence of the gods though that which participates of them may be adapted to participation everything foreign indeed from divine light becomes far removed from it but all things are illuminated at once by the gods for divine natures are always more comprehensive and more powerful than the things which proceed from them but the inaptitude of the participants becomes the cause of the privation of divine illumination for this inaptitude obscures it by its own imbecility and this being obscured something else appears to receive dominion not according to its own power but according to the imbecility of the participant which seems to rise against the divine form of the illumination proposition 144 all beings and all the distributions of beings extend as far in their progressions as the orders of the gods for the gods produce beings in conjunction with themselves nor is anything able to subsist and to receive measure and order external to the gods or beyond their influence for all things are perfected through their power and are arranged and measured by the gods prior therefore to the last genera in beings the gods pre-exist who also adorn these genera and impart to them life formation and perfection and convert them to the good in a similar manner also the gods are prior to the middle and first genera of beings and all things are bound and rooted in the gods and through this cause are preserved but when anything apostatizes from and becomes destitute of the gods it entirely departs into non-entity and vanishes 
in consequence of being perfectly deprived of those natures by which it was contained. Proposition 145 The peculiarity of every divine order pervades through all secondary natures, and imparts itself to all the subordinate genera of beings. For if beings proceed as far as the orders of the gods extend in every genus of beings, there is a supernally illuminated peculiarity of the divine powers. For everything receives from its proximate appropriate cause the peculiarity according to which that cause is allotted its subsistence. I say, for instance, if there is a certain cathartic or purifying deity, there is also a purification in souls, in animals, in plants, and in stones. And in a similar manner, if there is a guardian, a convertive, a perfective, and a vivific power. And a stone indeed participates of the divine cathartic power in a corporeal manner only but a plant participates it still more clearly according to life. An animal possesses this form according to impulse, the rational soul rationally, intellect intellectually, and the gods superessentially and unically. The whole series also has the same power from one divine cause and there is the same mode of reasoning with respect to the peculiarities of the other divine powers. For all things are suspended from the gods, and different natures are illuminated by different gods, every divine series extending as far as to the last of things, and some things indeed are suspended from the gods immediately but others through a greater or less number of media. But all things are full of gods, and whatever anything naturally possesses, it derives from the gods. Proposition 146 The ends of all the divine progressions are assimilated to their principles, preserving a circle without a beginning and without an end through conversion to their principles. For if everything that has proceeded is converted to the proper principle from which it proceeded, much more will total orders having proceeded from their summit be again converted to it. But the conversion of the end to the beginning renders the whole order one, definite, and converging to itself and exhibiting through the convergency that which has the form of the one in the multitude. Proposition 147 The summits of all the divine orders are assimilated to the ends of the natures proximately situated above them. For if it is necessary that there should be an uninterrupted connection of the divine progression, and that each order should be bound together by appropriate media, it is necessary that the summits of secondary should be conjoined with the terminations of first orders. 
but this contact is through similitude. Hence, there will be a similitude of the principles of an inferior to the ends of a proximately superior order. Proposition 148. Every divine order is united to itself in a threefold manner, from the summit which is in it, from its middle, and from its end. For the summit, possessing a power which is most single, transmits union to all the series, and unites the whole of it supernally abiding in itself. But the middle, extending to both the extremes, binds together the whole order about itself, transmitting indeed the gifts of primary divine natures, but extending the powers of such as are last, and inserting communion in all of them, and a conjunction with each other. For thus the whole order becomes one, from natures that replenish, and those that are filled, converging to the middle as to a certain centre, and the end again returning to the beginning and recalling the proceeding powers, imparts similitude and convergency to the whole order. And thus the whole order is one, through the unific power of primary natures, through the connection existing in the middle, and through the conversion of the end to the principle of the progressions. Proposition 149. Every multitude of the divine unities is bounded according to number. For if this multitude is most near to the one, it will not be infinite. For the infinite is not connascent with, but foreign from the one. Indeed, if multitude is of itself, or in its own nature separated from the one, it is evident that infinite multitude is perfectly destitute of it. Hence it is powerless and inefficacious. The multitude of the gods, therefore, is not infinite. Hence it has the form of the one, and is finite, and is more finite than every other multitude. For it is nearer to the one than all other multitude. If, therefore, the principle of things was multitude, it would be necessary that what is nearer to the principle should be a greater multitude than what is more remote from it. For that which is nearer to anything is more similar to it. Since, however, that which is first is the one, the multitude which is conjoined with it is a less multitude than that which is more remote from it. But the infinite is not a less, but is the greatest possible multitude. Proposition 150 Everything which proceeds in the divine orders is not naturally adapted to receive all the powers of its producing cause, nor, in short, are secondary natures able to receive all the powers of the natures prior to themselves, but the latter have certain powers exempt from things in an inferior order, and incomprehensible by the beings posterior to themselves. For if the peculiarities of the gods differ from each other, 
those of the subordinate pre-exist in the superior divinities but those of the superior being more total are not in the subordinate but more excellent natures impart indeed some things to their progeny but antecedently assume others in themselves in an exempt manner for it has been demonstrated that those gods who are nearer to the one are more total and those more remote from it more partial but if the more total have powers comprehensive of the more partial those that have a secondary and more partial order will not comprehend the power of the more total gods in the superior therefore there is something incomprehensible and uncircumscribed by the inferior orders for each of the divine orders is truly infinite nor is that which is infinite as has been demonstrated infinite to itself nor much less to things above itself but to all the natures posterior to itself but infinite in these last is in capacity the infinite however is incomprehensible by those natures to which it is infinite subordinate natures therefore do not participate of all the powers which more excellent natures antecedently comprehend in themselves for the latter are incomprehensible by the former hence things of a secondary nature from their more partial subsistence will neither possess all the powers of more excellent beings nor will they possess the powers which they do contain after the same manner as superior natures on account of that infinity through which the latter transcend the former proposition one hundred fifty one everything paternal in the gods is of a primary nature and is pre-established in the rank of the good according to all the divine orders for it produces the hyparxes of secondary natures and total powers and essences according to one ineffable transcendency hence also it is denominated paternal in consequence of exhibiting the united and boniform power of the one and the cause which gives subsistence to secondary natures and according to each order of the gods the paternal genus ranks as the leader producing all things from itself and adorning them as being arranged analogous to the good and of divine fathers some are more total but others are more partial just as the orders themselves of the gods differ by the more total and the more partial according to the reason of cause as many therefore as are the progressions of the gods so many also are the differences of fathers for if there is that which is analogous to the good in every order it is necessary that there should be the paternal in all the orders and that each order should proceed from the paternal union proposition one hundred fifty two every thing which is generative in the gods 
proceeds according to the infinity of divine power, multiplying itself, proceeding through all things, and transcendently exhibiting the never-failing in the progressions of secondary natures. For to multiply things which proceed, and to produce things into progeny, from the occult comprehension in causes, of what else is it the prerogative, than of the infinite power of the gods, through which all divine natures are filled with prolific good? For everything which is full produces other things from itself according to a superplenary power. The domination of power, therefore, is the peculiarity of generative deity, which multiplies the powers of the things generated, and renders them prolific, and excites them to generate and give subsistence to other things. For if everything imparts the appropriate peculiarity which it possesses primarily to other things, everything which is prolific will impart progression and will adumbrate the infinity which is the primary leader of wholes, from which every generative power proceeds, and which in an exempt manner pours forth the ever-flowing progressions of divine natures. Proposition 153. Everything which is perfect in the gods is the cause of divine perfection. For, as the hypostases of beings are of one kind, but those of superessential natures of another, so likewise with respect to perfections, those of the gods themselves, according to Hipparxis, are different from those of beings which are secondary and posterior to them, and the former indeed are self-perfect and primary, because the good subsists primarily in them, but the latter possess perfection according to participation. Hence the perfection of the gods is one thing, and that of deified natures is another. The perfection, however, which is primarily in the gods, is not only the cause of perfection to deified natures, but also to the gods themselves. For if everything, so far as it is perfect, is converted to its proper principle, that which is the cause of all divine conversion is the perfective genus of the gods. Proposition 154 Every thing which is of a guardian nature in the gods preserves everything in its proper order, and is uniformly exempt from secondary, and established in primary natures. For if a guard immutably preserves the measure of the order of every thing, and connectedly contains all the natures that are guarded in their appropriate perfection, it will impart to all things a transcendency exempt from subordinate beings, and will firmly establish each thing unmingled, in itself existing as the cause of undefiled purity to the natures that are guarded, and fixing them in superior beings. For everything is perfect which adheres to primary natures, but is in itself alone, and is expanded above things subordinate. Proposition 155. 
everything vivific in the gods is a generative cause, but every generative cause is not vivific. For a generative is more total than a vivific cause, and is nearer to the principle of all things. For generation manifests a cause which produces beings into multitude. But vivification represents to us the deity who is the supplier of all life. If, therefore, the former multiplies the hypostases of beings, but the latter gives subsistence to the progressions of life, if this be the case, as being is to life, so is the generative order to the vivific series. The former, therefore, will be more total and the cause of a greater number of effects, and will on this account be nearer to the principle of all things. Proposition 156 Every cause of purity is comprehended in the guardian order, but, on the contrary, not everything of a guardian order is the same with the purifying genus. For purity imparts to all the gods the unmingled with things inferior, and the undefiled in the providence of secondary natures. But a guardian power also affects this, and contains all things in itself, and firmly inserts them in superior natures. The guardian, therefore, is more total than the purifying genus, for in short, the peculiarity of the guardian power is to preserve the order of everything the same with reference to itself, and to the natures prior and posterior to itself. But the peculiarity of purity is to keep more excellent natures exempt from such as are subordinate. These powers, however, primarily subsist in the gods. For it is necessary that there should be one cause preceding that which is in all things, and in short it is requisite that there should be uniform measures of all good, and that these should be comprehended by the gods according to cause. For there is no good in secondary natures which does not pre-exist in the gods. Hence in the divinities purity is likewise a primary good, guardianship, and everything of this kind. Proposition 157. Every paternal cause is the supplier of being to all things, and gives subsistence to the hyparxes of beings. But everything which is fabricative of the production of form exists prior to composite natures, and precedes their order and division according to number, and is also of the same coordination with the paternal cause in the more partial genera of things. For each of these belongs to the order of bound, since hyparxis also, number and form, have all of them the nature of bound, Hence, in this respect, they are coordinate with each other, but the demiurgic or fabricative cause indeed produces fabrication into multitude, 
and the uniform or that which has the form of the one supplies the progressions of beings and the former indeed is the artificer of form but the latter produces essence so far therefore as these differ from each other form and being so far also does the paternal differ from the demiurgic cause but form is a certain being hence the paternal cause is more total and causal and is beyond the demiurgic genus in the same manner as being is beyond form proposition one hundred fifty eight every elevating cause in the gods differs both from a purifying cause and from the convertive genera for it is evident that this cause also has necessarily a primary subsistence in the gods since all the causes of total good pre-exist in the divinities but it subsists prior to the purifying cause for the one liberates from things of a subordinate nature but the other conjoins with more excellent natures the elevating however has a more partial order than the convertive cause for everything which converts is converted either to itself or to that which is more excellent than itself but the energy of the elevating cause is characterized by a conversion to that which is more excellent as leading that which is converted to a superior and more divine cause proposition one hundred fifty nine every order of the gods consists of the first principles bound and infinity but one order is in a greater degree derived from bound and another from infinity for every order proceeds from both these because the communications of first causes pervade through all secondary natures but in some things bound predominates in the mixture of bound and infinity and in others infinity and thus the genus which has the form of bound has its completion in which the prerogatives of bound have dominion this too is the case with the genus which has the form of the infinite and in which the properties of infinity predominate end of proposition one hundred fifty nine